BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Vic. And I'm Obs. And we have so much to say. About what though? Life, meaning, purpose, trying to figure out all of the super complicated stuff about what it means to be alive. That's deep. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it will be easier because we're doing it together. True. Each week, we're reading one chapter of Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, and then recapping what we learn right here on this podcast. So it's kind of like a book club. Kind of. This is going to be so much fun. We love this book and hope you do too. Get ready to awaken to your life's purpose with us. Let's get started because we have so So much much to to say. We finished a book. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I cannot believe it. Like even like finishing the very last page, I'm like, oh my God. I know. Eki just finished with a little exclamation point. I I feel like I imagined him smiling in the last (laughs) sentence. It is us. So what does he say? He says, you are it. You are it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm so proud of us. I am too. We really did that. We really did that. So did everyone listening. If you read. We're so proud of you guys. And even if you didn't, you gained something anyways. Yeah. And honestly, I, gosh, chapter 10, that was like complex. It was a lot. It was a lot. I feel like I was thinking if, if you gave anyone this chapter with no context, they wouldn't be able to understand it. It's bananas. I mean, it's just so out there. (laughs) It's so bananas. It's so bananas. (laughs) Wait, it is. I actually there was one sentence I almost highlighted just to call out that I reread it like I shit you not like 10 times (laughs) the same sentence wait I want to find it just me reading in general (laughs) if I read anything wait there was literally uh one sentence I need to read it to you because like I couldn't I couldn't process what he just jumps in talking about the gigantic explosion and expansion and contraction of the universe and the microcosms and wait where is this one sec so this is 282, A Brief History of Your Life. I shit you not, I couldn't read the sentence. The coming into manifestation of the world as well as its return to the unmanifested, its expansion and contraction are two universal movements that we would call the outgoing and the return home. I mean, I couldn't even read that, com- so I'm proud of you. He gave three different this and that or this and that and this and that. And he's like, are all the same thing? I was like, wait, what? wait, 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 wait. We're going back and forth here. Um, Anyways, I that sorry, that has no point. I, I didn't even highlight that. I just <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to just explain how difficult it is sometimes to read this book. I mean, I feel like he geared us up 
for the entire 281st pages <laughs> for this moment here. To smack us over the side of the head. <laughs> Just the grand finale. <laughs> so how, okay, I mean, how are you feeling? Where do we even begin? Like, where do you want to start? You know what's, what I appreciate is the fact that this podcast was over the course of 10 weeks. So, like, I feel like... <laughs> like 12. We put 12 off two weeks. weeks. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I've grown and changed a lot with the book in the course of three months me too fully I feel like a different person I feel like a different person and I hate to say this it's like not inspiring but like I need to reread seven eight nine and ten like I read them and we've been doing the podcast but when I tell you it's it cannot I'm still fucked from seven seven still fucked me right up it cannot (laughs) penetrate like a deep I really like even though we're ending this pod like I'm gonna reread these because the back half of the book like it's like I can think of direct times, chapters one through seven, I've or two through seven, one's a yeah. purpose, that I've like, it, it impacted my life in a way. I don't feel like I've necessarily been able to directly apply seven, eight, nine, and ten. I agree. Because it's been so much. No, I feel like I almost, I almost reverted. Oh, I was like, I like had a, an, a reverse ego situation. I also feel like because this has been a 12 weeks situation, the issues that were coming up in chapter one are just so different than anything I'm feeling now. And I like can look back and be like, that was so silly. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean in the sense of like, I've noticed myself. I think one of the biggest, actually, I'd be curious what your answer is. This is like maybe one of the biggest things you've noticed in like your everyday. And I really don't feel like before reading this book, I understood acceptance. Like I did, but I was so resistant to it. Yeah. But I forget if I gave this example on the podcast. I talk about Jonathan spilling coffee on me. No. <laughs> okay. So I was at the airport and I'm wearing like this really cute outfit because I'm traveling with my parents, Jonathan and Cubby, like whatever. I wanted to look cute. I'm wearing like my favorite Abercrombie linen pants that I always oh, I toast. And Jonathan put his coffee on the floor while we're standing waiting for our flight. And then he accidentally moved and like kicked the coffee. So it got all, all over my pants and all over my suitcase. And I literally was just like, all right, like, okay. let me just go walk over there and get a napkin. And I literally had no reaction. It's so not like Because you. I was like... It happened. It happened. It's on my pants. <laughs> I either, what am I going to do? Get mad at him? He was an accident. Like, <laughs> and literally I think about this coffee situation. Like that's the new me. The, the coffee is a metaphor for shit happens. Yes. Don't cry over spilled coffee. <laughs> literally. And I so calmly walked over to the water fountain and I, and I put my leg up there and I watered it and I grabbed napkins and he's like, I'm so sorry. Fucker. And I'm like, they're just pants. I'm just am. And these are just pants. Yeah. <laughs> What about you? I feel like what's stuck with me the most is, what does he call it? A stern no? A high quality no. A high quality no. Like, it's not personal. Not everything is personal. And nothing is personal, actually. Yeah. And if you say no, it's not personal to the other person, and it's not personal to me. And you can just say no and set a boundary, and it doesn't have to be this big fucking ordeal. Because you're a duck who flapped her wings. Because I'm a duck that flapped my wings and just said no. Dude, those two stories, the the <laughs> duck story and the put her down, I think about those every day. I need, to, I need to work on put her down. Put her the fuck down. I feel like I've been so much better at it. You've been really good at it. I, I still have work to do. Like I definitely had, I had a moment the other day. I forget what it was. Oh, this is a pain body trigger story. Please can, tell. Can we get in? So we were on, I think Carolyn and Kelly are probably listening. So hi, you guys. It's Wood, Woods family. We're, we're on a trip with our family and like in my family, I am the coordinator. Like I am like rushing everyone out the door, causing stress, like 
you know, everyone needs to be on time. We make no one wait, like whatever. Like it's just stress. And they texted and they were like, hey, we're ready to go whenever you guys are. And Wood didn't want to leave yet. Like he wanted to go on a walk. And I was like, your family's waiting. Like we need to like, we're not going to make anyone wait or whatever. And like, I'm dragging my feet out the door to go on this walk because I'm like, now we're making everyone wait or whatever. And he was like, what is going on? Like, why are you dragging your feet? And I like snapped and I was like... I was like, well, now we're making everyone wait. And he was like, dude, like, take a breath. Like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. My pain body of my role in my family took over. Yeah. And I brought it here when it's just not the case here. Like, right. Just doesn't need to be like that. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just not that stress and that clenching your feeling. Yes. If it has to be, it's like, everyone will be okay. Everyone's good. No one cares that much. Everyone's good. Yeah. It's not that deep. Yeah. So that was like an interesting, like, did they know you were feeling that way? No, of course not. Yeah. No, I, and no one else is feeling that way. Like, yeah. it's like a narrative in my head. Speaking of that and like them listening, I can, by the way, I cannot <laughs> wait to meet you guys. So thank you for listening. I love you both, Kelly and Carolyn. But, um, I feel like even my mom who listens to this and then it will like text me and be like, yeah. I'm so proud of how you worked through this. Or yeah. like, I didn't know you feel felt that. The amount that, like, we are assessing and analyzing, like, shit that happens in our own life. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, everyone else is, are they doing the same? I don't know if everyone overthinks the way we do. Does everyone think about everything they do all the time? I'm exhausted. I feel like like people do. I think that's the thing that's, like, so funny is, like, we are all in our own fucking egos having this fucking scramble. Like, for what? Yeah. And it was, re- it's weird how like, I didn't even notice my mind spinning up this narrative that everyone's rushed and annoyed that we're late, like, because that's just something I made up yeah. and I took it as true. I've tried to realize as well, the grace I would give someone else, like totally. if someone was later, I mean, I actually, the, the, the lack of awareness I've seen recently from people who are, whether they're canceling on me or they're doing something to me that like if I were to do that to someone else I'd just be way more like thorough and caring in my words I had dinner plans with someone and um, I texted them literally the night before being like hey confirming tomorrow like so excited and their response was hi I'm feeling so sick (laughs) I was like okay and so are you canceling and I was just it's like (laughs) Like, I feel like I'd be like, hi, I'm feeling so sick. Sorry to inconvenience you. Or like, just sorry. Like, I was looking forward to this or let's do it again. Like, it was just, hi, I'm feeling so sick. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, you just have to realize like they don't owe you any more than that. Remember but don't when they? When it's the night before and you've put it in your calendar and you've you've reworked your whole day around how to show yeah. up. Like, I mean, I don't need yeah. to. And then you don't need to hold it. But like, and look, yeah, I guess. But I, but. I think that's the thing to me is that text. I am now the soother. I am now the one no that worries. says, are you no okay? worries. We'll reschedule. Like those are all the things that in that moment, I think this person needs to be taking accountability for is like, like, what am I supposed to say back to that? Just give it a thumbs up. Right. That I feel like that's the equal answer, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that's rude. So I was like, oh no, like hope you feel better soon with like hearts. Yeah, and that's fine. But it is funny being like, it's an like, inconvenience to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, do they owe you more than that? I feel like they 
I feel like it just felt open-ended. Like, so are we going to reschedule this and get dinner another time? Are we never getting a dinner? Like, to me... Like, are we friends anymore? Are you going to be sick forever? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want flowers? I don't know. Maybe this is (laughs) so dumb. But, like... I don't know. I just felt like... I would just never text that to someone if I was canceling on them. I I find at work, like, I... I get frustrated with people's, like, lack of explanation. Lack of communication. I'm like... Please just give me one more sentence. Like, I can't read your mind. Yeah. Like, anyways, should we talk about the book? Yeah, anyways, <laughs> not it being chapter 10 and me being upset about a text. <laughs> no, I feel like my ego is cured. <laughs> have we grown at all? <laughs> I would say I have in the way I respond. I handle that situation, but... I mean, I'm so good with put her down. Anyways, so <laughs> anyways, I got this text. Get this. <laughs> I have it. This bitch. <laughs> fucking go up. <laughs> uh, anyways... Um, okay, let's start the chapter. Okay. That's pretty good. Only 13 minutes wasted. Oh, good. So we have 30 to talk about <laughs> yeah. the book. Okay. Okay, where do we start? Do you want to just tell everyone like what this chapter is saying at a high level? I, can you do it? I did, I read. <laughs> I, can you? I, I read this morning. Yeah. And Aubrey did better than me and read like a week ago. <laughs> Vic, Vic, is, Vic is fresh. So. <laughs> okay. This whole chapter... <laughs> I don't even know if I can do like, this. Like, what the hell is this was, chapter wait, about? I just went to look at the title of the chapter so it would help me. And the title is... <laughs> a New Earth. A New Earth. <laughs> okay. This chapter is basically about reiterating that we are one with the Earth. And that the Earth was kind of born out of this big bang, supposedly, right? It came from nothing and it expanded into the greatness that it is. And then one day potentially it could shrink back down again to to be the small thing that it came from. And Eckhart talks about how we exemplify this in so many ways, whether when we inhale and our chest expands and then when we outhale and we... Outhale? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to jump in here. <laughs> Please, we exhale. Exhale. Um, we exhale and then we shrink. And so He's just talking about like the cadence and the rhythm of the earth and how we are a part of that and that how when we leave this book, we need to fuck. I don't know. Dude, I, I Am feel I like doing you're doing a such a good job. I was sitting okay, here okay. thinking, I was like, she's so smart. I could never do that. Oh my God, you're so sweet. Okay, I'm going to keep going then. Thanks for the confidence. And then he talks about how we want to be aligned with the inner and outer purpose that we talked about last chapter, but that I think the biggest part the two biggest parts of this chapter is he talks about awakened doing. So as we go on from this book to take these three things with us to make sure that we are awakened in everything that we do. And the three things are acceptance, enjoyment, and enthusiasm. And I'm sure Obs and I will talk about that at a high level. That's, that's what it is. Do you want to go like, I think it would be great to go acceptance, enjoyment, and then the enthusiasm page. Are you down? I'm so down. But what about the 15 pages before that? Um, <laughs> these are actually the only two. I, I decided not to take notes this time. And you're fucked right now. <laughs> and I'm realizing that was a huge. I just wanted to like kind of be in the moment with the words. And I'm realizing that we are recording a podcast that requires <laughs> notes. <laughs> but I did. I did dog ear the acceptance page. Okay. <laughs> think we okay what what me. number is that? Um, 296. Okay. I would love to not skip 280 to 296 okay. if so at fair. all possible. No, 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 no. no. And, and, you know, like now that I'm hearing myself say it out loud, that makes total sense. I was like, let's just jump to the end and talk about I'm those like, three let's words. Just talk. Let's just it's okay. put the book away. We'll, <laughs> we'll make this brief. You can, you want to share my notes? Okay. On 280, he says, 
If you look within rather than only without, you discover that you have an inner and outer purpose. And since you are a microcosmic reflection of the macrocosm, it follows that the universe too has an inner and outer purpose inseparable from yours. The outer purpose of the universe is to create form and experience the interaction of forms, the play, the dream, the drama, or whatever you choose to call it. Its inner purpose, this is the universe's inner purpose, is to awaken to its formless essence. Then comes the reconciliation of outer and inner purpose. To bring that essence, consciousness, into the world of form and thereby transform the world. So that kind of draws the conclusion of like our inner and outer purpose and then how it works with the inner and outer purpose of the universe. And then I loved on the next page, he said, all that ever has been or will be is now outside of time, which is a mental construct. I love that line. If I were to highlight something, it would have been that line. (laughs) I love the idea that nothing is ever created or destroyed. Like matter is never created or destroyed. Like that's a scientific fact. Like everything that is now has always been. Like I I just think that's so powerful and 0% chance of coincidence. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because you get that. I still really struggle and I don't want to end this podcast without getting it and I highlighted on 286 he says ultimately nothing happens that is not meant to happen which is to say nothing happens that is not part of the greater whole and its purpose and I literally put a question mark so that you could tell me what that meant do you get the the literal scientific property that matter is not created or destroyed no like every atom that exists right now has always existed what if I burn something there's still atoms. There's ashes. Like the, there's the atoms will then be created into something else. Like this, the atoms in your body body may have been part of the stars at one point, or I think they were part of the stars at one point. Wait, so interesting. You, you, yeah, you can't get rid of anything. You can't get what if rid I, of atoms. What if I melt it into thin air? It becomes air. It's yeah. Then it's air. Yeah. And then, then it th- becomes oxygen. That we then breathe. Or whatever. Not oxygen. You know Sorry. what it is? We're not scientists, but <laughs> you get the point. You know what it is? Is that when I read this line, like ultimately nothing happens. It is not meant to happen. Like I do think about like tragedy and I'm like, so that's supposed to happen. That sounds like so cryptic and yeah, terrible. Th- I, like I, I feel like I live with the belief that after we pass, our souls go up and join the, where they were originally. And like, we're, I've heard, I don't know if this is Buddhism, but like I've heard that our souls choose the life that we're going to live so that we learn lessons and experience different things. Like out there before you were created, before this Victoria was created, you've chosen to be in this life with your parents and like have everything you have and you're here to learn those lessons and that like a homeless person you see on the side of the street has chosen that to learn lessons. Like we're all here until we reach enlightenment. I I follow what you're saying. And when I try to think about how it relates to what Eckhart has like taught me, it's if you, if you don't lean in and accept this is the story that I'm supposed to be in for some greater reason. Yeah. Then you're in resistance to the present moment and you're going to create more suffering. Yes. And there was a really cute story. I forget where I heard this too, but it was like, if you think about a baby that like is born and then a week later it dies in like urgent care. Yeah. And there was this story that was like, maybe all the angels in heaven, you know, God was like, we need one baby who's going to go down and only live a week, but 
you know, we need someone to do it. And like this angel volunteers to do it. No, I'm like, I'm fully of that belief. Like, I I don't know if it's insane, but I think that's what Buddhism is. And I'm not Buddhist, so I don't know. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on the comments. But I think that's such a peaceful way to live life. I get the notion. It's hard for me to be like, I feel it. Yeah. So I'm still working on that. Yeah. As long as you get it, then like you can choose to lean in or not. Speaking of angels and death and dying, on 284, he talks about how death is so unfamiliar in like Western society. Yeah. And I highlighted, since death is only an abstract concept, most people are totally unprepared for the dissolution of form that awaits them. And then he talks about how when you're getting old, you're actually becoming more conscious because you have nothing to do but be. Yes. Because your body prohibits you. And I was thinking a lot about my Yaya. Like, I sometimes think like, what does she do all day? She sits in the kitchen, waits for us to call. Like, it's so sad. And then I'm like, but she is really practicing the being. Yeah. She is so present. Eckhart says, why is old considered useless? Because in old age, the emphasis shifts from doing to being. And our civilization, which is lost in doing, knows nothing of being. It asks being, what do you do with it? Right. I know. It's crazy. And like, I, like, Yaya has so much wisdom. And like, like so many years, it's like your realization that like she had sisters. Like, why are older people not revered? Yeah. In our society. It's so funny you say that because as I was reading this, I was like, I need to have her on Real Pod. <laughs> you need to have Yaya on Real Pod. <gasps> but you seriously. Know, and you know what's another example of this? My dad and I were in an argument recently and we were talking it through. And I felt like he really just said, Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. And like just folded in a sense. Yeah. And I asked him, Well, first I was appreciative and I was like, That means a lot. And then I was like, I'm confused. Like, why did you just say, you, you know, I was right and you didn't try to fight it or anything? Because my dad's pretty stubborn. That's where I get it. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I'm just getting older. And you start to realize like what really matters and like who cares who's right. It's like right now I care who's right. Right. Because I, we have, we feel <laughs> like we have so much that like yeah. my dad's in his seventies and he's just like, I don't care. I just want happiness. I want to be close to you. I don't, who cares? Yeah. And it's so true. And it's so sad that, you know, we have to wait until death is approaching for that to like be our first reaction Mm -hmm. but you see old people on the street and like they all not all but most of the time they look so happy like my grandma is always so at peace she has her dog my mom comes over and like just chilling but they're at peace if they embrace where they are absolutely he was talking about people who like then live in the past and live with regrets and like are are consumed by ego. I'm curious with the old people, how that relates to nature, because I guess Eckhart would probably say that animals always are just being, but I'm curious, like if a lion gets too old and it can't hunt, then it dies. He literally gave that example. I know, but I I didn't really understand what he was. Okay, let's go to it. Oh, it's on 292. 292. When the lion becomes old and cannot hunt anymore, as it draws its last breath, there is again the briefest of glimpses of an awakening, followed by another dream of form. Wait, on the side of this page, I wrote help, LOL. Wait, for real? <laughs> so this is my question. I'm like, lions and animals, once they, their body doesn't allow them to do anymore, aka hunt and like provide, die. Humans have the privilege of 
being afterwards. I did not highlight this whole section of consciousness from 291 to 292. Beyond I, me. Barely. No. <laughs> I don't understand. I didn't. I only highlighted the very last sentence. You can only lose something that you have, but you cannot lose something that you are. I like that. I like that. That I could comprehend. Um. Okay. Well, Everything else, not so much. What does unsurped mean? He said that like five times. I, I didn't bother to look it up either. <laughs> I'm kind of really curious. I highlighted it so we could talk about it. He says unsurped so many times. Whenever I don't know a word. This was my kryptonite when I was little. Probably why I can't read well now. When I didn't know a word, I would skip over it. <laughs> <laughs> no curiosity to look it up. Unsurped. Take a position of power or importance illegally or by force. Take the place of someone in a position of power encroach infringe upon so he says the natural expansion of one's life that comes with the outward movement has traditionally been unsurped or sorry usurped by the ego and used for its own expansion okay that makes sense in context a little bit and then he says it again on the next page i don't know if i literally have a wall up with learning new words but i just blacked out when you read the definition I literally stopped listening and started and Wait, as soon as you started talking. That's actually so funny because I have recently <laughs> had this desire to like expand my vocabulary. Oh, wow. I am a hidden nerd. Okay. What? I don't think that's true. I take chess lessons. Oh, you do. And you watch Chim Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the God parts. Dude, you love And the beatitude. You're a religious nerd. I just think I have a nerdy side. Like Cubby was telling me this the other day. It was so funny because I was talking about how much I love chess. And then I was also That's talking about so funny. a fixation that I had on something else. And she was like, you Loki have like all of George's like I was nerd qualities. Say, you're George's daughter. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I know. It's it's pretty funny. Oh my God. I also on two, 289 just wrote what? <laughs> Wait, I'm so glad I didn't take notes this chapter. I feel like similar to Eki, our podcast had like in a big up inhale towards seven and We're then exhaling. just a, We're exhaling. <laughs> episodes eight, nine, and ten. We have, are contracting. Have, have been exhales. They've been out hills, let's be real. Out hills. Um one of my favorite things though is how he just says struggle or stress is a sign that the ego has returned as a negative reactions when we encounter obstacles. I feel like like your walk example. Yes. That's any time we're feeling this like, yes. it's like the ego. Stop yes. thinking. I, okay. So that whole section was so helpful for me at work include in the enjoyment section, because recently I feel like I go to work with the outcome in mind. I am 30 years ahead of where I am in my brain. Like that is where I think I need to be right now. And all it does is cause stress. Because there's no actual way of attaining that goal today. So I feel like what I'm taking out of this chapter is like quality of whatever you're doing comes from the day to day. Like fully enjoying what you're doing instead of doing it for an outcome. And like for me, if I take a client on a tour and he doesn't pick a space that day, I'm like, God damn it. Now we have to go out and find new spaces and like, and like there's going to be a six month process. Like I'm like so <laughs> irritated. I'm like, dude, that's your job. Do your job and enjoy it. Like don't rush everyone because you're in a rush. Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. So all I look at how much highlighting I did on those pages. Yeah. It's basically every word. Now I guess let's jump to what Aubrey ideally wanted to talk about, which is the most important part of the chapter. She's right. Is the three modalities of awakened doing. And 
those modalities are acceptance, enjoyment, and enthusiasm. And so what you're referring to is his parts on enthusiasm, where he says, make sure your vision or goal is not an inflated image of yourself and therefore a concealed form of ego, such as wanting to become a movie star, a famous writer, or a wealthy entrepreneur. Also make sure your goal is not focused on having this or that, such as a mansion by the sea, your own company, or $10 million in the bank. An enlarged image of yourself or a vision of yourself having this or that are all static goals and therefore don't empower you. Instead, make sure your goals are dynamic, that is to say, point toward an activity that you are engaged in and through which you are connected to other human beings as well as to the whole. Instead of seeing yourself as a famous actor and writer and so on, see yourself inspiring countless people with your work, enriching their lives, and feel yourself being an opening through which energy flows from the unmanifested source of all life through you for the benefit of all. I I just love that. Like, I really think what I need to take out of this is to like, slow down and enjoy not everything needs to be a rush it's so ironic to read this though because I literally just had a call with a mentor who was like you need to write your vision write your why and write your goal and like you should have financial goals like how much you want to make and and then when you want to make it and I'm like okay like I'm doing it but I didn't feel like really like passionate I cared I mean and then and then when I sent him my answers he was like and what's your when like when do you want this to happen and I was like I don't really care. Like as long as I'm working towards it. Yeah. And he was like, okay, so if it doesn't happen for 20 years, are you fine with that? And I, and then I thought, no, but yeah. But like, like, sure. Who cares? So it's just funny how like, that's an example of how our society and system is like, you should have goals and you should have financial goals and you should have career goals. But Eckhart is saying that it's like anything in life. If you do the thing you're doing with full presence and just, really well yeah all that's gonna all that's gonna come as a byproduct totally but it's not the reason you do it totally and like it's so crazy because I know that and then I still find myself like rushing to edit documents and then sending off the one one and then clicking undo send and then being like shit like I didn't and when it's just like oh my god take a fucking breath what is the rush you're not having fun What did you think about the challenge he posed of make a list of the number of everyday routine activities that you perform frequently, include activities that you may consider uninteresting, boring, tedious, irritating, or stressful, but don't include anything you hate or detest doing. That's a case for acceptance or for stopping what you do. The list may include traveling to and from work, buying groceries, doing your laundry, anything you find tedious or stressful in your daily work. Then whenever you are engaged in those activities, let them be a vehicle for alertness. Be absolutely present in what you do and sense the alert, alive stillness within you in the background of the activity. You will soon find that what you do in such a state of heightened awareness, instead of being stressful, tedious, or irritating, is actually becoming enjoyable. To be more precise, what you are enjoying is not really the outward action, but the inner dimension of consciousness that flows into the action. I love that. And I was thinking when he posed that, I had... I do like cold outreach at work and I hate it. It's just like sending the same email to a million people and it's so tedious. So what I would do is I would put on a TV show on my phone and tune out instead of tune in Mm. like he's saying. So how let's like use that as an example. Like how do you imagine like creating? Let's do laundry. Like, okay. Just because that's something everyone can. Well, I've actually seen a quote on Instagram. It's, about the dishes but it's kind of same as laundry is like whatever you are doing like be with what you're doing so if you're doing the dishes or you're doing the laundry like 
do that thing and like feel the feeling of the sweater you're touching and the socks that you're touching yeah. and I don't know recognize the buttons on this machine that's then gonna churn water and it knows what to do when yeah. you press the play button and like it's that yeah I mean it's it's true and like I keep going back to this like rush narrative that I have right now but like I feel like instead of being present I've been two steps forward like what's the next thing I have to do after I do the dishes or clean the kitchen or do my laundry and that's the ego because yeah. there's always going to be a next thing there's always a next thing to that point he says on 305 you may get what you want through hard work and stress but that's not the way of a new earth yeah so it's like you can get there by doing and I'm the same as you like yeah. I get antsy I want to get to the next thing but then you're not going to actually enjoy it right I and think- then it's like what's the point once you're you get there you look back and it was like riddled with stress and anxiety yeah no one had fun (laughs) and what I took from the chapter seven honestly about time if you cannot be present now how are you going to be present when you get the thing that you really want yeah it's like when you said to wood I want to be successful and then he was like what does that even mean let's say you got the things that you thought it was on paper would you even enjoy that if you've never actually practiced the art of enjoying the now no because if you can't be happy now I don't think you can be happy when you get all the things not you Aubrey you anyone yeah all these cliches that we know already of just like once you get all those things like that's not that's not actually what makes you happy yeah so it's like why are we rushing to get there two nights ago I just started like crying I was just very sad thinking about life and time and if anything were to happen to the people that I love and oh just the just the classic kind of yeah I don't know how it relates do you think it relates to this chapter I I am having like a passing of time like realization I was sitting at a wedding and it was absolutely gorgeous but it was like I was really sitting there just taking in the fact that like this is the stage of life we're in we're not in our early 20s anymore we're not in college yes like I was sitting there at the wedding like damn like we're really in that phase of life where like all our friends are gonna start getting married and then they're gonna start having kids that is beautiful like I would not change that for the world like I I don't want to be in my early 20s phase but I'm like it really is such a chapter change I was just sitting there like soaking that in mm-hmm. honestly I think mine sparked from trick-or-treating with Max's nephews and his niece and the niece is a freshman in high school then she went off to meet her friends and yeah. you know then the one of my nephews it was his first time trick-or-treating so he's going up and saying trick-or-treat and he's like so excited And I'm just watching thinking like, I'm like, oh my God, like I remember when we dressed up as this and I was so excited to meet you guys. Then we met up with the boys and like, it's all so new. And I think that to me too, is I was like, oh my God, like I had my wedding. I met my Prince Charming. Like that is such a thing you look to. Totally. But when I told my mom about this, when we were on the phone and I was telling her, cause she's like, why did I wake up to a paragraph text about how much you love me? <laughs> what happened? I'm like, still, it was an emotional night and you're just the best mom. <laughs> of course, when she calls me the next day, I'm like, oh, no, I'm totally fine. Everything's no, fine. Mom, what? Yeah, what, why are you calling God. me? I'm busy. <laughs> mom, God. get off my back. Why are we like <laughs> Why that? are you obsessed with me? <laughs> God, our poor mothers. Um, God bless them. And so uh, my mom was like, you're so young. She's like, you're 26. And I know my mom being in her 50s thinking that she's like, you're 26. Like you can still like you could go be on fucking Playboy. Like, you know, like whatever you want to do, put on a tiny skirt, go out. Right. So, yeah, that was it. 
I I feel that. And like, it was like I wanted to cry in just like a way that this is our present moment. This is the phase we're in. So he says this on 294. Awakened doing is the alignment of your outer purpose, what you do with your inner purpose, awakening and staying awake. Through awakened doing, you become one with the outgoing purpose of the universe. Consciousness flows through you into the world. It flows into your thoughts and inspires them. It flows into what you do and guides and empowers it. It's not what you do, but how you do that determines whether you are fulfilling your destiny. And how you do what you do is determined by your state of consciousness. And I was thinking about our dinner tonight. We have a dinner tonight and it's with some people I don't like really know that well. And I feel like my ego is like, ugh, like, you know, got to meet someone, talk to them, connect with them. Like, I don't want to, whatever. I was gathering that when you texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a hermit. I just want to be with my people. It's like to his whole part of like, we want to act through inclusivity. Yeah. Like inc- including people. And I feel like I do a good job of including people all the time that when it comes to my personal private life, it's you're not exclusive. You're just selective about who you choose your time with. It's not like you're like making a group dinner and being like, no, they can't come because you're on like an ego trip. Yeah. It's just like you're like this. I would like to spend my time with these people that I love and care about. When there's new people in a group, I feel like I have to I can't be fully myself. That's what it is. And I've talked about this with my therapist. Like I feel like I get to tur- there's people I get to turn off with. Yeah. And I can't turn off when there's people there who don't know my off or I don't feel comfortable being off. But my whole thing that I got from reading this book is like, how can I go into dinner tonight and be really present and be joyous to connect with other humans and recognize that we are completely the same yeah. and I am no different than them and they are no different than me. And how can I take some of this chapter to apply to this simple situation of being at a dinner with people I'm maybe not that close or comfortable with? Yeah. I'm curious like why that off switch, like why, why you can't just turn it off? Why can't you be yourself? Like why? I am myself. I'm just this on version that like was modeled to me through how my mom acts and behaves with people. Like, yeah, I feel like my mom is always on and then I see her turn off and she's like, Oh, she's so happy when people like leave the house because she, she can be is. herself. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm trying to figure out and I work on this with my therapist is like to be myself unapologetically and like be comfortable with that. I think a lot of it does come from Instagram. Like it's this like whole Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus thing. Like yeah. I want to be everyone's Hannah Montana. But right. will they hate me if I'm Miley? Right. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, I'm, I feel like... Am I, I feel I'm like, hogging this whole episode. No, I'm you're not so at sorry. all. No, you're not at I all. I feel like I have not shut the fuck up. And but, now we're assessing Well, me I have so much to times. say. Wood's whole family calls this too much to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, no, talking about ego insecurities, I feel like I picture Wood's family listening to this. Like, this Victoria girl, like doesn't stop talking she's so annoying she what are you talking about i don't know <laughs> you're literally insane i feel like i've been talking the whole john's episode. probably nodding that's exactly what he thinks <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like i feel like in general people are more comfortable around people who are turned off like it's so obvious when someone's turned on and like putting on a like everyone wants to just turn off. Honestly, maybe going back to that text, maybe she's just off and she's like yeah. turned off in a good way. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm Hi, sick. I'm sick. Yeah. And like, I'm the like, way you and I, would- you should have turned on for that. Yeah. You should have been like, hey, I'm so sorry. So I'm sorry. Sick, but I was looking so forward <laughs> to this. <laughs> no, dude. I don't know. I personally am uncomfortable when people are turned flipped on. Like, yeah. 
it feels fake and forced and like it's so much better when you can just be like yourself you know yeah yeah I do think before back to the book yeah I do think <laughs> that, that we mini should, therapy session yeah I do think that we should quickly talk about the acceptance he says acceptance means for now this is what this situation this moment requires me to do and I so do it willingly and I mean I love that I feel like acceptance I'm very aligned with I'm very aligned with acceptance yeah it's enjoyment that I would like to bring into my work life specifically a little more yeah I think I enjoy most things and I accept most things but work I just like really need to channel some would you ever fucking joy in there quit your job and change career paths if you feel this way no no because it's not it's not my day-to-day I love my company I love the people I work with I like what I do it's like the fact that I'm not literally literally 20 years ahead in my career but he talks about that like he says how he says how you can't always be in the enthusiastic mindset. Like it's going to yeah. come and go. And maybe you feel that when you're on the tour or you're signing the deal for someone and you secured them in their space. Yeah. And you can just do be acceptance when you're doing those tasks. But yeah. I, even though I love my job so much and I wouldn't want to do anything else, there, there are things I also in, don't like to do. Yeah. There's shit in every job that people don't like. I love this though. On the enjoyment piece, he says wanting arises from the ego's delusion that you are a separate fragment that is disconnected from the power that lies behind all creation. Through enjoyment, you link into that universal creative power itself. And I think it's something we can all come back to when you get that, oh, I need to get this. I need to be there. It's like to feel or be what? And then recognize that you can feel and be those things now. Yeah. Enjoyment and enthusiasm are kind of tough to differentiate between. Yeah, they're they're close, but enthusiasm has a different spunk to it than enjoyment you can enjoy something and not be enthusiastic about it oh he said this on 302 when you want to arrive at your goal more than you want to be doing what you're doing you become stressed yes that is literally like that resonates so much I felt that so strongly the past two weeks I just feel like I'm always 10 steps ahead when I just don't need to be When there is stress, it is usually a sign that the ego has returned and you are cutting yourself off from the creative power of the universe. Unlike stress, enthusiasm has a high energy frequency and so resonates with the creative power of the universe. This is why Ralph Waldo Emerson said that nothing great has ever been achieved without enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. I just love that. I love that too. It was also cool right after that he talks about how the word enthusiasm comes from ancient Greek and entheos meaning God and the related word enthusiasian means to be possessed by a God. I just love knowing like where everything goes back to. Yeah. You, know? you really get it a little bit more. I just love that reframe. Like it has the same, not actual vibration, but like stress and enthusiasm like are both like up there. Yeah. And if you just like flip the switch over to like I'm excited you know so true I love I'm thinking not stressed about it. I'm excited yeah I love thinking about it that way that's a really good visual and then he finishes with this idea of the frequency holders I love that he talked about this because not everyone wants to become president you know yeah. do something big and major and this is actually a theme I've talked about on real pod a lot is and I just recognize this in people you don't have to accomplish be Forbes 30 under 30 have lots of money impact lots of people to be inspiring. I am most inspired by people who are a hundred percent themselves. And when he talks about these frequency holders, he says, 
There's no place for them, it seems, in our contemporary civilization. On the arising new earth, however, their role is just as vital as that of the creators, the doers, the reformers. Their function is to anchor the frequency of the new consciousness on this planet. I call them the frequency holders. They are here to generate consciousness through activities of daily life, through their interactions with others, as well as through just being. And I love this because if we just try to be conscious and just try to be our best selves, we are creating a big that's a small ripple effect but it it has an effect yeah so you don't have to have this long list of accomplishments to have impacted this world you can impact this world in people you might not ever even realize you did it by just being your conscious self i love that the last section a new earth is no utopia i kind of pictured a new earth as a utopia you know everyone's egoless and just like floating around and everyone's so happy everyone's slapping their wings right and just kind of it's the garden of eden i enjoyed how he checked us at the end like and don't think this is some future thing that's yes. going to be so great and have no problems like this is something that you can be right now and <laughs> to to throw my last jesus quote in let's go let's the hear podcast. on the last page 309 he said what does jesus tell the disciples Heaven is right here in the midst of you. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes a prediction that to this day, few people have understood. He says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In modern versions of the Bible, meek is translated as humble. Who are the meek or the humble? And what does it mean that they shall inherit the earth? The meek are the egoless. They are those who have awakened into their essential true nature as consciousness and recognized that essence in all others, all life forms. They live in the surrendered state and so feel their oneness with the whole and the source. They embody the awakened consciousness that is changing all aspects of life on our planet, including nature, because life on earth is inseparable from the human consciousness that perceives and interacts with it. That is the sense in which the meek will inherit the earth. A new species is arising on this planet. It is arising now and you are it. Did it. I loved that ending. I'm so proud of us. I am. And I just loved that idea. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. He's saying literally those who rid themselves of everything then receive it all. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Jesus was on some ecky shit. Dude, Jesus was the OG influencer. Dude, Jesus knew what was good. <laughs> Jesus was spitting some lines. Literally. He could have dumbed it down. Maybe our purpose is to dumb down this work for the... For That's the- what I'm here for. <laughs> um, I'm seriously so proud of us. I know. This was like such a fulfilling 12-week program. Holding the book. We read this shit. <laughs> it only took us three oh months. Oh my God. Do we get it all? Who knows? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to go and reread this all and it's not going to make any sense. I would be curious how many people say they've read this book actually did read like every page. I would be curious too. Because and like really absorbed it. it I mean, we made a podcast about it and I still don't fully understand it. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm so proud of us. I definitely am going to be rereading chapter seven, eight, nine, and 10 throughout the rest of the next few months. But I loved doing this with you. This was so fulfilling. It was, I was just going to say it was so fulfilling. It was just this is the best. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to hear, Vic's taking me off air, but if you guys want to hear more, <laughs> I'm sorry. I respond to all my Insta DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey's like, he would, would have follow. I'm going to start my own podcast. Aubrey's like, she's <laughs> cutting me off. I'm, this takes hours out of our week and I just can't keep going with it. I understand. Well, I understand. I could, if we had an idea that felt really like 
organic and you know we really we felt just called to do it I great felt, but I'm I not gonna force ourselves so called to do this yeah yeah we don't need to force that other book we tried I you mean know? we can do it again and and you can be our producer and editor and I will just show up for the pod yeah no I'm the talent so <laughs> <laughs> I I will not be buying yeah <laughs> microphones and a software system yeah to edit this exactly i'm like now I it must go. have been so frustrating frustrating editing a podcast of your best friend who can't read <laughs> <laughs> no it was totally fine um i did learn a lot listening back to our conversations though in the editing room to be like just like listening to yourself and then assessing yourself because you can't like really hear it until you say it anyways we should shut the fuck up it's the end of so much to okay say. we have no more to say <laughs> i have more to say but we have to cut it off we have to go anyways i don't know hopefully we'll be back in the future um aubrey's gonna be on real pod real soon we're gonna talk about our new year's resolution so make sure you tune into that yay i can't wait but thank you everyone if you are literally listening to this last very minute of so much to say i can't express how thankful I am. No, like seriously, so grateful that you read and you listened and I hope this was meaningful for you. And literally that was the whole point that we did. This was for whoever is listening right now. We did this for you. We hope it was impactful and we will always have a special bond with the so much to sayers. Always. I'm like sad to end. Are you sad to end? Well, just because it's like, I can't believe it's over. I know. Okay. But I guess I have to say bye. 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 Comment on the Instagram post today and let us know like what you thought of this and what you took away from it. Um, okay, we love you. Love you. Bye, Bye you guys. Bye. Bye. It's only the beginning though. <laughs>